0: All right. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful uh, for uh, your call on each of our lives. We thank you for your call on uh, the lives of a few to keep us all safe and to uh, to protect us. And we ask God that you would bless this conversation, and uh, particularly I pray that you would bless Officer Whitrock as uh, as she goes about her. Uh, her business, uh, that you have called her to, Lord, that you both use her uh, for your own work and also uh, do keep her safe. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it is our great pleasure to w- welcome Officer Whitrock. And the, I just I really, uh, we have just met, you and I, and so uh, we'll look forward to hearing all about sort of what your duties are around uh, Mandarin and in the, in the JSO. Uh, but let's just start by uh, asking, uh, you can just tell us about yourself, where you're from, family background. Why did you decide to become a police officer? All
1: right. Sure. sure. Right? Um, because it's awesome. No. Yeah, it is. Um, so background-wise, I actually went to school to be a teacher. So that's my background, is in education. So I... When you said be good, I, you know, okay. <laughs> I'll make you sit discipline. Um, yep. So I actually, like I said, went to school to be a teacher. My whole life I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then um, I'm from California originally, but now Florida is my home. So don't even think about California at all. Um, we, we claim Florida all the way. So I love being a part of JSO now because... I love being part of the community. So my teaching, you know, when I was a teacher, I was part of a small school. You know, that's my community. But now as a police officer, I don't have to just be designated to one school or one little community. I get to be part of all of Duval. And even after I leave Duval, when I live in Clay County, people even ask me over there how to help them. So I get to be part of a bigger community. Um, You know, I thought teaching was gonna be my career. But, you know, I got led to this job, and it's very similar. Some people think it's a totally different career, but really, the way I look at it is um, I'm teaching the community. I'm teaching citizens. I'm teaching children. I'm teaching, I'm just teaching at a bigger level, so.
0: Well, all of us have seen police officer shows, and it's probably the same, I would would think, right? Just like... uh,
1: (laughs) Like, well, <laughs> like, which show are we talking about? <laughs> so I would say, uh, after I became a police officer, it's really hard for me to watch police shows now, because I'm like, eh, we wouldn't do that. That's yeah. not how that goes down. Um, we wouldn't let him go like that. What? Like, yeah. However, there are a few that really display what police work is. I think they have to bring in police officers to really help make them better and make them more what we actually do, okay. so
2: they yeah, no, no, TV is not real.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, as a clergyman, I would, I would, uh, I can relate. Yeah. Uh, I can relate. Uh, so, um, so, what? Uh, tell us about the One Cop program. Uh, what is that? And why? Did it, why is it important? Uh,
1: so, as far as what I was told from the One Cop um, connection. Uh, uh, gentlemen, is basically it's it's a way to make connections between um, churches or you know house of worship in different areas to make connections with officers so we can kind of relate, get along, you know, kind of find if you have questions or I have questions we can kind of share those back and forth and then safety wise you know you you deal with a lot of things we deal with a lot of things we can kind of kind of relate on our safety and kind of learn how to be safe together as a community. We want to build a community. I'm out here building a community just like you are here at at your church. So that's what it's for.
0: Do you have a, um, do you you concentrate in in Mandarin? I mean, you said you serve all of Duval County, but do you you concentrate in this area?
1: So it's kind of a joke because as officers, we kind of like, oh, That cross the line. That's not my area. Uh But technically, this says Jacksonville. Yes. So I am all of Duval. So wherever the problem is, I will go there. I'm not just Mandarin. I'm not just Southside. You know, beach. But this area, though, we your area, this church is actually in what we call Zone Three. Zone Three is, let's see, the best way to describe it. It's going to be San Marco, to basically Jacks Beach, all the way to Nocatee. Touching St. John's County, we actually do cover part of Nocatee. Um, once you get to racetrack where it's uh, St. John's County, we don't cross into St. John's County unless we need to. And then all the way to Julianton's Creek in San Jose. So it's a very big area where, where we work.
0: Yeah, what is not Zone 3? <laughs> right?
1: yeah. Cross any bridge and you're out of Zone 3. Okay, all right. Okay. Gotcha.
0: All right. all right. Good. I mean, is, you, is it a scary job? uh no no it's not scary
1: so i would say that based on my training um you know you get in situations that you may seem oh that would be scary but i've been trained for that i'm prepared for that i i set up scenarios in my head every day that's what deters from being scary is having that plan and having that action like what can i do and then on the other part is having my my friends or my co-workers there with me yeah, you know sure. we work together as a team so having my partners like if you ever see me on the streets you'll probably find me with one or two other officers which looks like a lot but we all ride single cars so that's it's going to look like three or four officers at of one scene yeah. oh this must be a major scene no we're just all hanging out because i like to have my backup you know i like to have my friends there with me so that we can solve the issue together and if something goes down, I'm not by myself. Sure. So,
0: so it sounds like it'd be scary for me, like just (laughs) jumping in, but, but you have been trained to, the the training
1: really helps. Yeah. It it helps you prepare for those scary situations. Yeah.
0: Uh, Give us an example of what would, what is not scary to you, but would be to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can go from minor as a a door is open at a building to as major as, you know, someone running from a scene. I mean, it's, you know, that can be scary it's the unknowns of you know this building's left unlocked did the janitor just leave it unlocked we don't know or is right. someone inside breaking in i mean we have to take that situation and you 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 prepare for the worst but you know you're ready for it you know you're ready to go in and take the action and decide you know whatever happens that's what i what my job is i'm here to protect this building these people this this residence or whatever it may be so um one time Yes, yeah, see yeah. I remembered a yeah, story. Right. Yeah. One time I did a house, um, someone's alarm went off at their house. You know, we all have our alarms, it goes off. It's like, oh my gosh, there's someone in my house. So this the the daughter went to check on it and she, she waited for us to get there. It was me by myself. No one else was available to go with me, but I was like, okay, well, I'll go check the house, you know, I'll handle it. I go into the house and I look in around, you know, seeing if anyone's in the house, making sure nothing's out of place. I've never been in this house before. I mean, I don't know what's out of place. Is the bed normally supposed to be made? I don't know, you know? So I'm looking around and the reason I tell the story is the refrigerator was left open. And I'm like, oh, that's odd. I mean, it's not very normal, I think, to leave a refrigerator open. So I'm thinking, it has got to be somebody in this house. Like, So I explain it. I look through the whole house. I find nobody. And I explain to the daughter that the refrigerator was the fridge was left over and she's like, Oh, that's probably just my, you know, stepdad. He always does that. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't keep my like, eggs and mayonnaise in the fridge. I know. Yeah, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean I've just imagined it really is every call is a cold call. You don't you don't know what is gonna what's waiting on you.
1: Yeah, that was one of the questions you mentioned was what's a typical day? And yeah. we don't have a typical day. Mm-hmm. Like every day is kind of like you get into work and you're like, all right, well, what's what's gonna what's the community need from me today? How's it gonna go? You know, it, it. And like you said, every call is not it. It feels routine. You know, the same alarm call. Everyone's houses alarms go off all the time, especially when it's windy. By the way, <laughs> I'm very used to it. So, but I have to treat it as if somebody's in that house in case you know it does get scary. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So. <laughs>
0: what um uh. Oops. From your perspective, what are the main issues that the residents of of our neighborhood, and we would say over to like Old Saint Augustine and uh, and that that area, and we've got we actually have folks from from all over. But um, but what just yeah. the zone three, but but particularly the Mandarin area, what what are some issues that we should be aware of?
1: I'd say overall, anywhere Mandarin or even Duval or Clay mm-hmm. County or Saint Johns, wherever you are, the most important like one of the most I wouldn't say necessarily the highest crime because I'm not, I don't, I don't know numbers, mm-hmm. but things that we deal with a lot and that you guys can kind of, we can prevent almost is, is um, yeah, car burglaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to follow up with that is not just car burglaries, so making sure, you know, our important things are out of our vehicles, making sure if we do pencil carry and all that, we leave it in our car, we take it out of our car because we're just giving it to the bad guys. Um... Then to follow up with that, a lot of residents I, I work with in um Mandarin area, you know, are those suspicious people. You know, you think, oh, I don't want to bother the police. I don't I don't know this guy, but you know, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's somebody, you know, but if they're suspicious to you, it's probably for a reason. Like I would rather drive by and just kind of say, Hey, where do you live, be friendly with them, maybe they're a new neighbor and kind of get to know them myself than to have you not call, and then five days later find out they broke into something or stole some, some major, you know, I had a lady have her entire, all of her jewelry stolen. All, like, like, 80 years worth of jewelry that she's collected over the years. Someone just came in and took all of her jewelry, and I, you can't replace that. That's something that you've, you've had your whole life, and so... Just people don't want to bother the police but that's our job Our job is to come out and, and, and make sure everything's good make drive through the neighborhood you know you might not see us all the time so why not have us come by and just kind of drive by and make sure everything's good and if they're not there and we don't make contact it's hey we tried right so as a team as a community so
0: how can we honor those who are uh, maybe different than us or who might seem suspicious without um, without I don't know being,
2: uh,
1: yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Part of an ism that we don't want to be a part of.
1: Right. So the same thing goes. I mean, if you're comfortable or feel safe enough to say something to them, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people aren't as friendly, you know, or don't feel comfortable. I mean, you don't know them. You have no idea who they are. So I think just calling us and being, you know, just as simple as you could be anonymous or you can even just talk to us mm-hmm. because you just never know. If you call and then your neighbor calls and it's the same thing, like, okay, this might be. Maybe it's it's not a necessarily a bad thing. Maybe they're lost. Maybe, you know, they could be it could turn into a good thing. Yeah. And we just don't know unless we get them help. Sure. Okay. So good. It helps both of us. <laughs> what what do you think that
0: our church can do for the neighborhood uh, that we're in?
1: I think um, just continuing to provide resources. I I, I heard um, about your programs where you do like the the meals and different things meals on wheels or whatever mm-hmm. the ones you guys use stuff like that is really useful um continue to have events i know i was looking at your website you have like the music event coming yeah. up this month mm-hmm. so stuff like that's awesome getting the word out more mm-hmm. stuff like that um We like making more connections like we're doing right now is really helpful because I have connections that maybe you don't have, and then you have some that I can also work on, and we can kind of build on that. So, continuing to build that community together, sure. So,
0: and and how can we support you and the JSM? It's
1: a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, continued prayer obviously is always a good one. Um, on or off duty, I mean, I know. I'm in uniform right now, but when I'm off duty, I'm still a police officer. I can't turn it off. You know, I'm, a, my job is, Preach, right? nine nine <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> like, come on. It's just, it's like built in. Like, I mean, if I'm to save you from a, you know, a lizard, like, I can't not do it on my days off. Like, it's the same. I'm, I, I am who I am, in and out of uniform. I mean, yeah. and that makes it hard, That is, especially like for my husband. He's like, can can you just stop? I'm like, no, like I have to save the world. <laughs> so it, it really is, it really is hard to just be, you know, normal and uh, uh, out of uniform. But that's okay because, you know, I do get to help people off duty and explain to them, hey, I'm a cop. I'm not weird. Like I promise. Like, so. Um, I'd say just prayer and continue to build our relationship and in, in the one cop because
0: that's interesting maybe just from your you know you' can speak for yourself and not for Jso but um, you know we kind of think about separation of church and state or we think about um, that uh, that you know obviously the jso and, and an organization like that is not a religious institution or whatever but you're a, you're a human you're a person you told me you go to church uh, and so just to pray if you talk about how you bring your faith into your work a little bit can you Man, about um,
1: I'm not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> However, professionally, end of the day, I am still a human. Yeah. I am still have my own beliefs. So um, I can share that it's not always easy to separate sometimes um, our personal beliefs or our personal thoughts and feelings. Especially like... <laughs> Like, if I have a personal problem, like, let's say I have a fight with my husband or something, and then I go to a domestic call, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to bring my emotions in. But that's where I have to be professional and kind of separate that and learn, hey. But at the same time, some of my, you know, experiences being a teacher, um, being married, I've been married for I'm terrible at remembering. My husband's doing better. I think 15 years I've been married. So, I mean, that brings into my career. I can't just separate that. That is part of my career. That's part of being a good police officer is I'm able to say, hey, I know I've been married for 15 years. I know it's a struggle. I know it's not easy and this and that. And that's how I I can bring some of that personal um, experiences in without it compromising my profession. Yeah, yeah,
0: good. Uh, so what is, uh, what are one or two things that we could remember to pray for you about specifically? Uh,
1: to not be scared. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> to always be prepared and just, you know, always, um, as I have seven years now with JSOs, well, almost seven, and um, just continuing to be positive because we get very set. And I think any career, you know, when I was a, a student teacher, my, my teacher of, You know, she had 20 years. She was just kind of over it. You know, I mean, you get set in your ways as time goes on, (laughs) right? I mean, you're laughing, but you can relate probably. So, you know, just being positive, continuing to to grow. I love learning, but sometimes you're just kind of done. Like, okay, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Like, (laughs) yeah, so, (laughs) yeah,
0: Uh, how, how do you think that our parishioners could get involved in the one cop
1: program? Well, we have a whole list full. Come on. So, but the most important thing I would say if you really wanted to get involved with JSO um, or at least just look into it would be to go on our website. The, you can just check jacksheriff.org, um, J A X sheriff.org, and it's one R two Fs. We all forget, so don't <laughs> feel bad. Um, So jacksheriff.org, you go to the website and then the first link actually says like how to get involved or like community stuff. I forget the wording. I think I wrote it down, but community engagement. So go to the community engagement and then there's several things that you can do. And I highly recommend, because of the people that have come to me and talked to me about it, not because I'm promoting JSO. I've heard stories from other people that have come and told me about um, one specific one, the Citizen Academy. And you actually commit to an eight-week course. And it's, like, I think Thursdays or Wednesdays or something, or both, a little bit of combination, but it's eight weeks. And I've heard um, a lot of people doing this, and they, they came and they explained to me how amazing it was, how they really got an insight into JSO. They'll have, like, guest speakers on, you know, those days. So let's say you go on, like, Thursday night. You go to, the, I think, the Academy, and um, which is off Dunn Avenue area. And... Um, I think that's where it is, but you, you know, meet with a guest speaker or whatever, and they really introduce you to, you know, the different departments. And then you, you're you actually encouraged to do, which is the next thing, is a ride-along. Anybody can do a ride-along. And it's not scary, because I'm there to protect you, okay? I got you. <laughs> so, you, yeah. Do
0: you have to pay extra to drive the car?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, you have to buy me lots of coffee. No, oh, wow. you just kidding. You can't drive my car. I don't uh, even let my recruits drive my car. <laughs> right. So we're on a car shortage, and I drive very carefully. <laughs> so. What's the fastest you've ever driven your car? Uh, the speed limit.
0: She was locked and loaded on that one, all right.
1: No, we... You're in church now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Ask (laughs) him how fast he's through. Right? Let's go reverse.
0: Actually, part of the one-cop program is I get a pass. Oh, Uh, 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 Oh, come on.
1: No, sir. I always tell people, like, they're like, oh, will you give me a break later? And I'm like, well, it depends what you did. (laughs) We have discretion in some things. Like, there is... That's what a lot of people don't know is there is a lot of discretion. And by that, we we as law enforcement officers can decide not necessarily how we enforce the law, but there's a lot of, like, there's a lot already kind of told what we can and can't do. And then there's kind of like, well, you know, we can kind of downgrade it almost to kind of help out, depending on the situation. I mean, we're not trying to be out here and put everybody in jail, but if they need to, they need to. So it depends on the situation. We have to take... What we we're taught is the totality of the situation. We have to take everything into account. So um, it depends. I mean, if I look at your record and you got about five to ten speeding tickets, mm-hmm. you know, do you really deserve a break today? You know what I mean?
0: I hardly so. ever get pulled over. Hardly ever. But I, it, is, it is advantageous to have my collar on when I, when I do, um, I will say that. Uh, the, um, uh, what, what, so tell us about some of the programs that, that we might, you've got the uh, academy, and what, yeah. what else?
1: So the academy, the Citizens Academy is big. Um, then we also have like juvenile, we have the write-along program, which again, anybody can write along. You go online, um, you fill out the application, then um, in- they, you apply, you basically do a quick background check. It's not a big deal, I'm pretty sure it's like, they're just making sure you're not out here to hurt us. Um, so the ride-alongs, by the way, you can do any hour. So we are a 24-hour service, in case you didn't know that. But we, you could literally, you know, do from six to eight, or 9 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m., or you could do nine to nine, which is how long I work. I work 12-hour shift. So you could do a whole day with us. It just depends on your schedule, you know, how long you feel like being a part of it. Or you could do a little bit here and there. So the ride-alongs, I always encourage everybody to do a ride-along from juveniles to adults to as old as you want to get. My oldest ride-along was 79 years old. He was a prior um, police officer prior um, from, like, New York or something. And we're still really good friends. We talk all the time. So he actually lives in Mandarin as well. All right. He. um, you
0: live
2: in (laughs)
1: Nothing, no, but I'll ask him. Um, The the other thing he gets involved in, which is another program or um, thing that we we recommend to you guys, um, especially you, if you'd like to go and check this out, is the the Sheriff's Watch. The Sheriff's Watch is specifically to your um, neighborhood. So they gear it, like, if it's just Mandarin or if it's, you know, because... Again, our, our, the area we patrol is very big over here, so it could be Phillips Highway. You're not going to be necessarily going to the same meeting with people that live off of Phillips Highway or San Marco. You're not going to be going to the same meeting. There's different problems in different areas. So the one that the sheriff's watch is big. It's very community-focused, so it's very, like, the meeting you're going to is all going to be a people, you know, people in that area. Or, you know, it might be a mix, but that they have um, at the substation, which is off Liberty Ridge, um, I have the address over there for you and some of those pamphlets. And then um, that one is, I believe, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. They change occasionally, and you just go to the substation, which is Liberty Ridge is off of I-95 in Bay Meadows. And um, our substation is like this really big building that we got really cheap. It's really nice. It's a really nice building. Um, so definitely check out the substation. It's super great. Um, but... You go there on Tuesday nights, and then they have guest speakers, and they answer your questions. You bring your concerns, whatever your local concerns are. Or you're like, hey, we'd really like the sheriff to walk our neighborhood, which I don't know if that will happen, but our lieutenant might come and do it, or our, you know, our sergeants might come and kind of walk the neighborhoods and really get into your community. That's where going to the sheriff's walk, walk, watch um, gets you involved and gets us involved more in your communities. Um, that one does require an application as well. Again, it's just a background check to be like, who are you? Because you're coming into our house, you know? I want to know who you are. <laughs> so,
0: that's that's um,
1: great. We have a few more, but, um, you know, I don't. sometimes you'll see on Facebook or different things they post, like, um, coffee with a cop. I feel like they've kind of gone away from that a little bit, but maybe we can create our own because yeah, I love coffee yeah. and treats. Um <laughs> But just yeah, we can hit up Starbucks. I'm good with that. I feel like every time I'm in
0: Starbucks, it, it is patro- highly patrolled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always have alarm calls. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: um, so the ride-alongs, and then um, also like you, we have a lot of people that again come to the substation and provide, you know, thank yous for us and. And cookies and treats or even just resources like, um, you know, hand sanitizer, things that you wouldn't think of. Pins, I was thinking of like, I hate blue pins. But I don't have my black pins, so I could use some black uh, pins. Oh, we can hook so. you up, yeah. But, I, but I'm also specific about, you know, the whole, All anyways. Right. Um,
0: I like black, but I'm picky. All
1: exactly, right. I'm very picky. Um, but anyways, so, you know, providing stuff for us that you wouldn't think that, like, our department doesn't actually pay for, you know, or things that, like, we prefer, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't like sticky hand sanitizer. It's weird. (laughs) My friend tried my sand sanitizer and it was sticky. She's like, this is weird. you see? You know (laughs) what? So there's a lot of programs that are on that website, though. You can take a look. And when you're on the website, too, it has, you can look at what subsector you're in, even. You can learn about, like, your beat, we call it. So. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, I can tell you this. and I know this about this parish. If you tell us, if you're our officer and you tell us what what you pens. what you, what kind of pens or what kind of hand sanitizer you like, you will never
1: laugh. I can promise. <laughs> what
0: kind of treats? Yeah. You,
1: uh,
0: but definitely, we will. We well, will
1: and it. some people think like you know you mm-hmm. you you donate. We all donate, and then we think, oh, we don't know what the reaction is. Trust me, these officers mm-hmm. like free things. Where? <laughs> they are Where? so happy. They. We have to fight over them. Like, <laughs> where, where is the
0: closest um, substation or, or um, op, police JSO office? The uh, s-
1: Zone 3 uh-huh. substation off of I-95 in Bay Meadows, okay. Liberty Ridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Liberty Ridge. So it's I-95
1: and literally like we're at I-95 in Bay Meadows. There's like a building in the back there. Uh-huh. It's along the freeway pretty much. Okay. All right. It's kind of a, a hidden little. There used to be the one on powers in case anyone remembers that one, that tiny little building. That's where I started. I love that building because it was convenient, available, everyone knows where it is. Well we moved it to a big, nice air conditioning building, so
0: all right. Okay. So we just if we were happening to just drop by some cookies and hand sanitizer like that people they wouldn't think that over that as a bribe or anything they would, they would be happy to that nope
1: we're not allowed to take bribes so
0: yeah no. well they, I'm, no of course it
1: of course it wouldn't
0: of course it wouldn't no. I mean, I, yeah I,
1: monday through friday they're open normal business hours unless it's a holiday okay so, yeah. yeah
0: good yeah i would drive the speed limit away from there um can you
1: tell Rhonda i sent you and she'll be happy ronda Rhonda, Rhonda's our, the main lady okay there. she Rhonda, knows me yeah
0: we'll do it <laughs> Um, What sort of milestones would you like to see Church of Our Savior and JSO achieve together in this One Cop program?
1: So just continuing like today, you know, having this available to you guys, me being able to come here and maybe not as formal, but, um, you know, maybe just a gathering. We were talking about maybe a time I can come and serve you guys. Not necessarily a big milestone, but just building that community, building that engagement together. You guys have questions, I'm sure you do. Um, I obviously I'm a very good I'm a person who asks lots of questions. That whole teacher thing, there's never a dumb question. But you know (laughs) I'm not gonna think you to be dumb, but I I think that, you know, I'm willing to always teach and 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 teach you guys, you know, what, what we do and why we do it and and, and how we approach it. Because sometimes a lot of people come up to me, well, why'd you do that? Why are you riding around with four people? Like, that just looks bad. I was on a call um, in Mandarin and there was th- three or four police cars and this lady comes up and she's freaking out. Like, did, did something happen major? And I'm like, no, we're just, it's me, another officer. So it looks kind of like there's a lot. And then my supervisor had to show up based on the type of call. I mean, it's just protocol, and it just doesn't look like it. So, learning those, like why we do things, is kind of what I would like us to grow. And then, as as we learn together, we can kind of learn how to help each other and work better together. Yeah, cool.
0: Well, we have uh, this, as you mentioned, the food trucks and and uh, and live music coming up on.
2: The 16th, uh, uh,
0: September 16th, uh, from uh, usually 5.30 to 7.30. We'd love for you in uniform or out of uniform. We'd love for you to come and be a part of that. We'll do that again in October. And then we also have the um, uh, live nativity that happens in. uh, in December, and that, that draws a big crowd. We'd love for you to come and worship with us. Uh, we always serve coffee uh, between the services. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we'd love for you to come and be a part of, of anything. Uh, let me ask you if um, we've got some brochures over here. What, what you want to speak to any of those and make sure that, that folks get those? So
1: I just grabbed a few things that we pass out to citizens. Um, the pamphlets, I'm hoping you guys can put those up. But there's a couple things to just kind of look at. Um, I, I didn't grab enough for like everybody, but there's some, the case cards, um, they have like in the back a lot of resources that you guys can provide to people. It has like um, if someone's homeless, you know, shelters, it has courthouse phone numbers, different things that maybe we can keep here to like have as a resource. Um, it just has reminders again of um, taking our valuables out of our cars. Um, there's actually uh, a card over there that actually says that you can report things online. So, you know, with us being busy, I'm not sure if I'm I'm sure some of you have called the police, but if you've called as of late, it might take us an hour to get there. And you think, "Wow, a whole hour. I called the police and nobody's here to help me." But like we do it based off priority and different things of, you know, things come up where I'm on my way to your house and then all of a sudden, you know, a major crime occurred nearby. I have to go to that one instead because yours is a property call. You know, someone broke into your car. That's something that's going to always be there. I can not I can write that five days later and it still happened. But somebody that, you know, I have to save their, their life, that might be immediate. So it can come up while I'm on my way to your house. So things like that, um, there are certain things that you can report online. So we're not taking up your time by you sitting around for us to come by for hours, you know, and thinking we're not helping you. It's just, you know, things come up. So um, there's resources like that and then... Um, there's these little cards that I think are mostly for kids, but it couldn't value us, too. But um, it's like, you know, see something, say something. It's kind of that suspicious person thing. It's the same thing. You see it, you say something. You, you, we have no idea what's going to happen. You, and even sometimes I show up, and I still don't know what, it, what happened. But at least we talked about it, and now I'm made aware. So if I hear it again and again, it becomes a problem. So there's just a few pamphlets.
0: Cool. Would you be willing to uh, field some questions from these guys?
1: Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not, yeah. I'm
2: not as prepared. not as prepared. Yeah. All right. All um, right. How often do you all go into schools and talk to school children and have schools?
1: So we have, um, I do not specifically, but because um, I'm a patrol officer, so I take calls for service. Um, so, I don't really have a lot of time to be able to do something like that. Like, even right now, I'm on call. Like, I'm, on, I'm waiting for a call to make sure that right. if an emergency happens. But, but the community engagement mm-hmm. units, like, they do a lot of that. They do a lot of community stuff. And then they hired all those school officers. So, really, they're taking over. We have the school board police, and they're involved in the schools. So, they have specific officers assigned to the schools. Uh, I, I understand
2: that. But how many go and talk to an assembly of
1: Young yeah, I wouldn't know. That. I, I know our community officers engage in stuff like that, but not that I know of. We
2: have um, Just Say No program. I was a teacher as well, and we had to Just Say No. I was in fourth grade, but the police officers came you know, yeah. what, once every six I years.
1: think they've designated a lot of that stuff to our community officers. So we have a specific unit, and I don't know how many officers are on it, Um, but it's a community engagement um, unit. So they specifically, they focus on a lot of that or like the problem areas, different um, communities that, you know, really have a lot of crime. So I don't know if they, how they engage different things, but um, I mean, it's definitely an option, something that if like a school was to ask me, I could try to plan something or stuff like that. So it's available, but I'm not sure how often we do it over here.
2: (laughs)
0: More.
1: Uh, so, it was earlier this year. There was a, uh, a series of break-ins in Manor, and mostly I think,
0: of all popular. Where it was uh, a couple guys posing as like uh, delivery drivers or Amazon drivers or Home agents. Yeah. Um, do you ever know anything about that? Like any updates, or what possible like, what would you recommend to people to help be safe in those situations to be better prepared or aware for those kinds of scenarios?
1: Yeah, I don't know that case specifically. Okay. Um, Uh, we work five on, five off, so it could have been on my days off, it could be another officer took the call, so unless, like, I'm actually involved in it, I'm not going to have an update or really know even anything about it. We don't share as much information easily as we should, um, but I've had experience with stuff like that, and I just, again, it goes off of that suspicion, you know, you see something, like, take care of your neighbors, you know, know your neighbors, and if you don't want to get to know your neighbors, because a lot of that's, we've kind of gone away from that nowadays, is just kind of look out. Know who your neighbors look like. You know, sometimes I'll go and be like, what does your neighbor look like? They're like, I don't know. Who lives there? I don't know. Do they have kids? I don't know. Okay, just kind of like, come on, eavesdrop on them. Like, look at them. <laughs> know what they look like, you know? Without getting involved, you know, you can you can know what your neighbors look like. Know what they drive. These are things just being prepared for your own sake, you know, so that hopefully in the end it goes backwards the other way that if you know what your neighbors look like they know what you look like so if that you know truck that you haul is parked in their driveway they're like they're not moving like this is not a normal thing so just being able to call it out if you see something suspicion but suspicious but at the end of the day we can't always prevent everything even when i drive by in your neighborhood you know they they know what i look like <laughs> they know what my police car looks like i'm not hiding Um, So as soon as I leave, they could commit the crime, but being able to just kind of take those steps, lock our valuables up, hide things better, taking serial numbers, writing down serial numbers so we can track them, so we can find the items later and then put them in jail. So it's not easy. I mean, crime happens, you know, so that's why I have a job.
0: Me too. But
1: yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I like knowing about those big cases, but it's hard to follow up on everything. Um, okay, you're good. G- I'm sorry, you're Jim. She sure was excited. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was curious uh, about everybody's got a cell phone now. taking these videos, and when you see um, people being apprehended, and it looks like the police are being very careful about the way that they take someone down. And I was wondering what restraints you have as far as subduing someone when you have to fight them looks to me like it's getting very dangerous for the officers. Like they're restricted yes. from really going after someone.
1: And yeah. it seems like it's making more dangerous. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean, but I'm not going to change or compromise my safety. So if you're recording me, I'm not going to do anything different than what I was doing five seconds ago. Good girl. With off camera. It's because... End of the day, it's my life. I'm going home. And if you're going to fight me, I'm not going to fight fair. <laughs> I'm going to have my backup. We're going to have five of us on you, you know? I mean, I'm going to be, I'm the kind of person where I'm not out to break your arm. I mean, I'm not going to try and hurt you. But if you're trying to hurt me, I have to defend myself. So, I mean, it's not, we do have to be on guard in some regard, but it, maybe it's not necessarily being on guard, but correcting people right? Like making sure that they're doing the right thing, making sure we abide by our training. So we should be following our training and that should be no different on or off camera. So, and we're, we're, we have our cameras too, which is off by the way, I forgot to tell you guys that part. (laughs) We only have to have it if we're like on a call or certain things. So, um, not while we're doing off, you know, kind of off, off scheduled stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think like it, The cell phone thing, the TV, you know, the recordings has changed maybe police work, but it doesn't change, you know, being a good police officer. It doesn't change being that training. We're training for that stuff, so.
0: Is that the consensus pretty much for all of the officers, or is that your personal
1: well, I can really only that, speak that they for don't
2: me. Do is is that the consensus as far as the, what he was talking about. I'm um, I'm going home. And whether you're recorded or not, you have a personal obligation
0: you have your personal opinion on how that's going to happen. Is yours the same as say
2: other people that you work with? Um, as, as yeah. an, how handle
1: it. Well, I think, I think being that JSO went to body cameras, that's showing that as an agency, we, we can be on camera. We're okay to show our skills. We're okay to show our techniques. You'll see our strategies. That's what the body cameras are for. So um, as far as going home at the end of the day, I mean, we all know the risks we take in this job. You know, we know the, the, the scary parts. We know that's why we train. So, I mean, we, it's not necessarily just going home at the end of the day, but doing our job correctly and putting the bad guys in jail or, you know, punishing who needs to be punished and then, you know, taking care of it.
0: I just didn't know if there's like a fear that goes with, am I going to be judged as overreacting to this situation?
1: I mean that's human, I think. So I think it's very human to when you're on camera to kind of whoa, you know, I'm being videoed. You know, you kind of have to watch what you say or do because you other people might not understand it the same. So I definitely think it's a uh, it's different, but good or bad. <laughs> I know that lady was really excited. <laughs> um, Two things. One, I had it been a fender bender a few years back
2: in Sorry. the parking lot at Walgreens. And you know, called the police report, and like four, four police cars came. So now people are driving up, going, "Y'all were robbed," you know. Right. And so when I asked the policeman, "Why does that? How does that happen?" Yep. They said, "Oh, we just responded to the call." Yeah. yeah. that's all it was. It was, and then they you know went on about one person took care of it, one left. But but more recently, I had like a maniac at a neighbor's house, my immediate neighbor. Yeah. 2 a.m. Screaming obscenities, threatening, and um, it went on and on and on. And so finally, I called. I called in the police yes, department, and they asked me, "Was he? What you know? Did he have a gun? Did you see him waving a gun?" I couldn't, in good integrity, say I did. Right. I saw he was completely drunk, completely threatening the women that lived there. Yeah. And um, it was an hour. And so I was wondering, well, mm-hmm. I assume, which you know that's dangerous. Once I said I didn't know if there was
1: a gun for sure. Right. I'm thinking threat level went way down. So you bring up a good a good thing I mean, that I'm I, not I like. I'm just asking. No, I understand. So I, you bring up a really good thing that I teach a lot of people um, based on calls like that. Like if I had responded and you said to me, why did it take you an hour? This guy was. You know, drunk and belligerent and loud and, you know, very obnoxious to the neighborhood. Like that to you. i out there
2: with my dog and asking to leave myself. Yeah,
1: that to you may seem like a higher priority, which it's, I'm not downgrading it, but compared to like a a minor fender bender, that, you know. So something I always recommend if it's something like that where it's loud, it can get violent, you don't know what's gonna happen, um, where it escalates. Let's say you have somebody just walking on the street. You know, that's not a big deal. But now they're banging on someone's door. That escalated it. It brought it to another level. So you call the police. You say, you know, oh, this guy was walking down the street. This is what he looked like. This is the direction of travel. Being very specific is very helpful when you call that first time. Now, now it's escalated. Now he's knocking on someone's door. Now he's trying the window, or it appeared he's looking in the window. We're not really sure what he's doing, but he's now doing something more escalating. Then you need to call us again. So when, when, like, especially if it's been an hour, 30 minutes, you know, you call that first time, yeah, 30 minutes is a good response time. That's a good, like, because, again, we could be coming from the beach. I mean, you know, it takes time here in this area. Um, but calling again when things escalate only shows up, hey, it's serious. You're not just calling in a random neighbor, you know, that's, you know, looking at you funny. But you're actually—it's getting escalated. So, kind of telling us again, hey, this is a problem, and it's not going away, and it's become more of a problem. Calling back is always something I recommend. Just kind of making sure we, we're on our way, and, and and it's more serious. If you're able, in a safe manner. If you can't, it is what it is. You get to a safe place, and you know, get to safety.
0: I think it's. It, Thank you. So what I hear is don't assume that JSO. Feels the same level of emotion about it that we do, seeing it and, and do our best to communicate sort of the, the facts on the ground. So that's.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely not. Don't change your story just because right. you want us there faster. I, I, that's that's right. actually against that's the what, law. That's
2: what everybody said to me after it happened. Well, I will tell you, I have
1: put someone in jail personally for that, for calling because I said, "Well, where's the gun?" And they said, "Oh, I just said that so you get here faster." I said, okay, well now you're going to jail. By
2: the
1: way, it's
2: poor integrity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last. Oh,
0: we've got a we've got a bunch, but we're we're just about at time. Uh, Emily. <laughs> my question, and
2: I've always wanted to know this. I'm in a 45 mile zone,
1: and I'm driving
2: 40. All of a sudden, you know, my car likes to go fast, so it's 48 or 49. How jump this
0: cat. Okay, see, I've never experienced this, so I just want
2: to know. I'm always curious about it. Theoretically. So you, stop, yeah, you stop me. I am, first of all, my thinking would be don't you have anything better to do to be <laughs> than stop me? I'm trying not to say that to you. So, how am I supposed to act? you stop me? Am I supposed to stop and wait for you? Am I supposed to stop and, I mean, when I stop, should I get my driver's license, my registrations? And how should I act? I <laughs> mean, a person in the hall. You're a girl. At what point do you think? Crying. I don't know what you're laughing at. She's a question.
1: She's a question. She's question. You're so, I mean, and then when do you get concerned about you're, you're so sweet. You're so <laughs> sweet. So, I, I'm just, listen, you, you just have like five questions within one, but um, I will tell you this, first of all, in my personal car, I'm just as scared when a cop gets behind me. <laughs> and I'm thinking the same questions. How do I act? What do I do? Like. I You know, who, who, what's he gonna be like? You know, how is he gonna react to me? Is he gonna like me? Like I'm thinking the same exact questions if I get pulled over, which I'm going the speed limit, of course, right? But, um, so just you know, watch your speed, be careful. You know, don't don't let your car kind of decide how to drive. First of all, and um, and and my my, the second question that you had was, you know, do you have something better to do? Um. I get that. Even as a cop, I think when I pull someone over, you know, is there something else I could be doing? But the thing is, is if, if you're getting pulled over, there is nothing else better they could be doing. That is what they're doing at that time. That is, the choice that they made is to enforce that law. That law, which has been made by, you know, bigger, higher ups, that, you know, the, the, that street is 45, you know, speed limit. Now, whatever that reason may be, if there's a lot of crashes there, or children in the area or a neighborhood, you know, they, they set that 45 for a reason. So going over it, you know, you're getting 48, now you could be going 60. You know, we have to treat everybody the same. Once you go over it, you've already violated that, that speed. Um, so if that officer pulls you over for 48, maybe they're just enforcing that area. You know, maybe they're concerned for your driving. Maybe you're driving a little reckless. I don't know. Um, and then as far as I... My suggestion is always whenever you interact with police inside or outside of your vehicle is just do as they ask. The most the people that the people that follow exactly what I ask are always my favorite people because I'm in a very high stress. You're in a high stress for getting pulled over. Think about my situation. I don't know who you are or what you just committed or what you just did. You know, you could be trying to drive normal because you don't want to get pulled over. So it, it's kind of both ways. You know, that whole question of, of how are you going to act as much as how should you act, I'm thinking the same thing. So when you're in the vehicle, my suggestion is always just do as you ask. You can, you can get for your ID and all that, but I would suggest just wait for them to ask you to get it. Because like you were just saying, is you know, we deal with so much high stress. If we see people moving around in their vehicle a lot, that senses kind of goes off in our head like what is this person doing what are they hiding what are they moving around which in your car you are like being innocent you're just trying to get your driver's license but to us we just dealt with somebody else who happened to have a gun in their car you know and then that's very very common to have guns in our cars lately nowadays so I'm, I'm not. I'm just putting my collar on. Yeah. 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 No. That's all doing. No. No. Okay. No. Just that fidgeting and moving around—it—it it, just—it—it it can be suspicious. It gets us a little bit. So yeah. now you're elevating that officer's, you know, heart level too by moving around. And now you've become suspicious because you're putting that on. Right. Why are you putting that on?
2: <laughs> to avoid a
1: ticket. <laughs> just such an all right. We all—we all have one in our car. Listen.
2: <laughs> We're
0: gonna we're gonna say a prayer for you again, and um and then and then we we've got to get to church. We'd love for you to join us, um and um and but these you know gotta, let's pray. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for this time. We do just pray for Officer Whitrock. We thank you for, um, her vocation, Lord, that she uh, is here. You've given, uh, your word says you've appointed authority to keep us safe, and so help us to be good stewards. Uh, of that authority and help us, Lord, to remember uh, to, um, to pray for them and to, uh, to hold them up and to bring them non-sticky hand sanitizer. We ask, God, that you would uh, continue to keep her safe, bless her marriage, Lord, and, and just bless her in all the stress, uh, Lord, that you would be her peace. I pray this in, all, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget, there's uh, pamphlets and brochures for you to take a look at.
1: Yeah. Time.
0: Okay. So we'll
2: time. Yeah. okay, thank so you, so you so much. much. So have service
1: now at what? 10:30 Friday. Yes. Those are my friends.